Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I have a secret for you guys, and I just discovered it. I didn't even know it was a thing until New Year's Eve. LL came to my house. He had gotten a bunch of stuff from Whole Foods and he bought me a container of freshly made olive tapenade. Well, let me tell you something. I didn't know that was a thing that you could buy. I thought olive tapenade was something they only served in restaurants or like cooked. I didn't know you could get pre-made olive tapenade. And let me tell you guys something. It is literally the best trick in the book. When you put olive tapenade, and I didn't know this until just last week, when you put olive tapenade on literally anything you cook, it tastes like someone else made it. And by someone else, I mean someone else who knows how to cook well. I made my son chicken on New Year's Eve and I put olive tapenade on it and he's still talking about the night I made the best chicken. Now, he does not know it's because it had olive tapenade on it. He thinks I just got better at making chicken, but I put it on salmon. I literally, you guys come to my house. There is a 99.5% chance if I cook you dinner, it will have olive tapenade on it. Because now that I know the secret to making everything seem like a gourmet meal, I'm not going to be able to control myself. Is there anything else like olive tapenade I could work into the rotation that I never thought existed? I'm trying to think of things that I've had in restaurants on top of my food that made it taste very gourmet that I could possibly go to Whole Foods and buy. Maybe there's some sort of diced mushroom thing or I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I am now a famous chef in my own mind because I throw some olive tapenade on literally everything. So take this, make it your own. You don't have to tell anyone you didn't make your own olive tapenade. It's not a competition and literally have the most gourmet meal you ever served. That's my advice to you. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, don't hate me, but I just have one more thing I need to say about And Just Like That. And I promise you, we can move on from it because I know I've been talking about it a lot. But I know I just said I was so excited about watching the characters go through these later stages of life, not late stages, later, midlife, whatever. But here's the thing. Here's the bone I have to pick. I'm loving the show. By the way, donate me for loving the show because I am loving the show. I know it's getting dragged over the coals, but I will watch these women watch paint dry. I don't care. I I love it so much. I don't care. I, I will. And now that they're all single and dating, I'm very into it. I love the broker, the real estate broker. I'm all in on this. However, one thing that is not sitting well with me is how they have to state their age in every sentence. 
They're like, they'll be in the diner and they're like, can I have a glass of water, but not too cold because I'm 56 and I wear dentures. They're all in hearing aids. They have hip surgeries. My friends in their 50s are dancing on the table at St. Bart's. You should have seen my Instagram stories over Christmas, okay? So I don't know why they have made this group of women into the Golden Girls, but I don't hate me. I have a real issue with it. I, I really do. Not to mention... I should also say, it's so odd. It's like they were, okay, you know how the show hasn't been on for like however many years, like 10 years, I have no idea. But it's almost like they were frozen in ice and then de-thawed in today's day and age. They're like, this thing called Instagram, I'm posting on this thing called Instagram. Like, you know what Instagram is. Like, you may not be an Instagrammer, but it doesn't mean you haven't heard of it or used it in the past 10 years that it's been around. Those are the things I find so weird. Anyway, don't hate me. I'm having a little issue with that. But outside of that, also don't hate me. I like the show. I do. I do. I, again, I don't know why they have to say their age every minute. Sorry for the bad haircut. I'm in my 50s. And you know it's hard to not get a mom cut in your 50s. What? J-Lo is in her 50s. Look at her. That's all I'm saying, okay? For a long time, I've wanted to uh, put in some of the feedback you guys have given me, some of the talk back you've had to topics on the podcast. So this is a little talk back segment. I got two this week, and they're both based on last week's podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw them in. One is from Chris Grunky. First of all, I love hearing from this guy because he live DMs me as he listens. So thank you for that, Chris. But Chris is talking about the concept of posting footage from concerts on your Instagram story. Chris writes, here's the issue with posting concerts and things you should be experiencing. Be in the moment and forget about posting it. And yes, I've definitely recorded some Springsteen moments and I feel terrible about it, but I don't post it. Okay, I agree with Chris to an extent and that part is about the part about being present. Actually, Louis C.K. did a segment once, he did a bit about parents filming their kids' recitals and how they stopped watching the recitals and they're now watching it through the through the phone screens. So they're filming their kids recital, but they're watching the performance like they're not experiencing it live. They're watching it through their phone screen. And when I saw that, I was like, that is so true. And, and I saw this years ago. And ever since then, I have been extremely conscious of not looking at the screen if there's something I need to be watching and experiencing. So I will still record it. Like I will record my favorite singer singing my favorite song. And I am one of those freaks that goes back and watches it years later over and over again. But I make sure when I record it to hold the camera on my chest and not actually watch the performance through my camera. So Chris, I get what you're saying and that's how I handle it. So thank you for that little talk back. Also, we have another one regarding the 10,000 steps. In last week's episode, I said I wished they had reduced the number of 10,000 steps to less steps because that's a lot of steps. And Olivia Brunsdale wrote into me and she said there's an updated version of the steps goal. 
they changed it to 6,000 steps because way more people live sedentary lives or work sedentary jobs. So they figure that more realistic than that was more realistic than 10,000 steps. So that is some of the greatest news I've ever heard. Um, so Olivia, thank you so much for writing that in you guys. If you want to take your steps down to 6,000, uh, go for it according to Olivia and some uh, research studies that she did send me. So that is the new information that's out. I still haven't even gotten around to the 6,000 this week. So I have a lot of work to do, but thank you so much guys. Uh, from now on, when I get these kind of talkbacks, I'm going to do a little talkback segment because I do like your involvement in the podcast. I'm excited for this week's episode. It's with a good friend of mine. She is a a wedding planner, but she's also really funny. We talk about everything from bridezillas to internet stalking and uh, some other things that I think you guys are really going to like. Your weekly reminder, please, if you haven't, leave a review on Apple Podcast. It means so much and it really helps get the podcast out there. Feel free to share in your social media. If you tag me in it, I will reshare. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Guys, this episode is so exciting for me because I have my friend Kim Pilson on. She's the wedding sitter. Uh, she's an event planner, usually for day of events. We're going to get into that. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show, Kim. Hi. I'm so, so excited you're here. Me too. You guys, Kim is hilarious. And we have shared some real laughs over the years. We're both single moms. We've shared our ups and downs of dating. We have kind of a fascination with the same kind of topics when it comes to life. So I'm really happy she's here. She's a riot. But Kim, I just wanted to tell everyone how I met you. Because to me, that's such a New York story. Yes, definitely. Okay. So this was what, 59 years ago? <laughs> it was had to be like around this time in 2004. I'm like an idiot savant with years. So it was oh my God. The Sylvie 2003 and, and she was like three or like four weeks old. I go into this store with James. He's like a month old and it's called planet kids on the Upper East Side. <laughs> We're oh yeah. RIP like everything else in the city. And I am aimlessly wandering around because when you have a newborn, you aimlessly wander, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I am totally at a loss. I'm like, I'm looking for bottles. I'm looking for anything to make my life easier. And Kim approaches me. Her daughter was, what we just say, three months older. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, it gets so much easier. So she <laughs> saw me basically probably crying. And she was like, it gets so much easier. And she was, you were so nice to me. We, this was a stranger in a baby store in my neighborhood. And you went out that you were me three months prior. And I was yeah. like, yeah, and I had no friends with babies at that time. Like I had James when I was really young. So I didn't like even have like peer friends that were like having babies at the same time. So I was like, oh my God, like someone else with a baby. And you invited <laughs> me. They used to have these movies 
at the movie theater. Oh, that was the best. Mom's matinee or what was it? Cry baby matinee. Cry baby matinee where you can bring your baby and they could cry and you could change them in the aisle and see a movie. It was the best. Loved that. And she also, were you, were you the person that told me to go to Ronnie's lunch? I think so. Might've been because that's where I met my people. Okay. So also you guys, and this goes out to the people with newborns, Kim and I have older children now, but, um, there used to be this thing in New York city called Ronnie's lunch, where you would go to high life restaurants, (laughs) best cop salad. Yeah. Best cop salad. They had amazing food. I used to go there and drink when I was in college and you would sit down at a table with other moms and, and meet your friends. And that's where I met Jenny. Who's been on this podcast so many times, my best friend, Jenny. And I think you're the one that told me to go. And I was like, I'm not going to that, (laughs) but I went, I had to force myself to go too, but I'm so happy I did. And you still have friends till this day from there. I have two really good friends from it. So shout out to Ronnie. That was really special. I, you know, a lot of people made friends at Ronnie's lunch, but Kim and I have been friends ever since we both got divorced along the way. And we have shared many funny dating moments along the way. And so I'm so glad she's here. So Kim is an event planner and you do mostly day of. For weddings, I have this niche that I started 17 years ago where I just like to get involved the last month and pull everything together Mm -hmm. and make sure that the day goes smoothly. I don't really love to plan from the beginning. Um, I think (laughs) I, I don't know what it is. I just like to be with the people at the end and not be with them all year and just make sure it all happens the way they want it to go. And do you do other events other than weddings? Yes. Well, the way that I started was I used to be in corporate communications and events for Ralph Lauren and I did um, all kinds of corporate events. And then I started the wedding planning business on the side. Um, but yes, I still, I mean, I do some charity events, do some corporate events, but it's mainly weddings. Okay. Bread and butter. So I don't know how you do it weddings, because as we all know, there is a little syndrome that affects most brides and it's called the bridezilla effect. When you just do day of, do you get the, the bridezilla taste? Oh, I get it worse because, well, it's not, and it's also momzillas too. I mean, momzillas. It's, it's, it's like the bridesmaids. It's a whole gamut of personalities that you have to deal with. But I have to say, because the majority of my weddings are in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. um, which we know is a different clientele than yes. most of the world. Yeah. Um, it's... You know, I have to, the, most of the people are amazing. And at the end they're hugging me and they love me and they, they couldn't have done it without me. It's very, I would say I get like one to two situations a year where it was really not fun and yeah. there were crazy bridezilla moments, but mainly I have good people. I have to preface it by saying that, that I mainly love it. And it's very rewarding. Of course. But, and you're very good at, at your job. I have to ask, what is it? What, why? Do people become bridezillas? What is it that caught, why the bridezilla? Cause I've seen it myself and it's real. Like I was not a bridezilla. I got married when I was 
23 years old. I don't think I had been to a friend's wedding. I'd only been to like an uncle's wedding or something like that. So I had no, I had no hopes and dreams for what my wedding was going to be. You know, I didn't even hire a hair and makeup person. Like I was like, like my mom and sister did. And I was like, can I get in on that? Like I literally (laughs) had no idea what I was doing, but what is it that causes brides specifically to come off the rails and become monsters? I think it's a couple things. I think the ones who usually become monsters are super young, which is so ironic that you were so young. and you I didn't, didn't even like literally didn't even know what a wedding I think was. For the really young ones, it's like a continuation of like they had their high school prom and their graduation and they had their college formal and their graduation and their graduation parties. And this is just like the next step in life. So it's so much less about the couple getting married it, and it's so much about the bridesmaids and the parties and the grooms and the after party. I don't know. I just feel like they're not so focused on, I'm sure they love each other and they're getting married, but the, the wedding becomes like the this thing. next stage in life. Right. They need to, it needs to be like this amazing day and moment. And they, 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 they hype it up so much that when the day comes, they really, they can't let things go. That's what's the sad part. Like right. I'm always saying like, okay, you have four hours, enjoy yourself, get on the dance floor. Don't worry that that light fixture is not in the place that we discussed in the (laughs) pre-meeting, you know? Is that the kind of stuff that they'll, they'll on their wedding day? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've definitely had, and again, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again because the majority do not do this. Correct. No, I know. We're we're talking, you guys right now, Kim and I are talking about extreme situations, rare moments. Cause I speak to her and she happens to love all her clients. She thinks she's super lucky. Yes, definitely. Like there was, I mean, I just think about one, okay, this is absolutely whacked out and crazy, but yeah, let's hear one of the craziest ones. Okay. So it, the thing is, it's a lot of it is the crazy, what they ask me to do and then okay. what, what they want. Okay. So there was one where the bride kept telling me that her in-laws were addicts. Okay. Like drug addicts. Right. So she was like, you have to be careful when they show up to the wedding because I just want to make sure that like, they're not that the bartender doesn't serve them. Like you have to watch them. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I have a million things to do. I cannot focus on this couple. Right. So I'm picturing strung out all black wearing dark circle, total drug addicts. Okay. And what showed up was like Seinfeld's parents. (laughs) Like basically like the mom's like in like a gold lame, like grandma dress. And, and by the way, it's like the pickpocket people in dirty dancing. Like, oh my God, like- I cannot believe you just said that because the whole night I was like, there's Sylvia and Sydney. <laughs> you guys, this is a dirty dancing movie reference. Like if you don't know, but it's, there's a couple that's pickpocketers and they're like 80 and they look so sweet. At Kellerman's. Yeah. At Kellerman's. <laughs> Do you get a sense before you speak, like when you're interviewing clients or they're interviewing you, do you ever get a sense like, wow, that's going to be a stressful one? Yes. And I try to, I just not work with them after the meeting. I'll say, you know what? I'm not, I don't think we were, it's not worth your stress, but then sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm completely shocked. Like people who I think are amazing. And then something happens that day. Like back to your question about the bridezilla, like it's just something comes over them that day and they just can't let it go. They've done all this planning and they cannot enjoy themselves. I, I don't know why. 
they just can't get on the dance floor and have fun. They're like focused, like the band didn't play the, this song and that song. And I mean, I understand they're spending a lot of money. They want to make sure it goes how they planned, but things are going to happen. I'm also so surprised by the people that become bridezillas. Like they're never who I think they're going to be. Yeah. Like ones who you think are going to be are amazing the day. And you're so Okay. So now that we have like Instagram and social media, when people come to you, how much do you think is, cause when I got married, you got like a magazine, you got like four magazines. Now it's like Pinterest and every, everyone wants their wedding to look like a Pinterest board. A hundred percent. And what, what I tell them is that's a stylized picture that someone spent six hours styling with right. like art director and a, you know, magazine photographer and all it's just not going to look like that on the day of your wedding. It's just, it's not. It's a whole other bag because I think that's a thing. Like people now think like that, like what's going to look good in the Instagram pictures. Oh yeah. It had picture worthy. Picture worthy. And it's like, I feel like, okay. So now I have a question for you about wedding trends okay, okay? or event trends. Well, what are some of the things that you feel are now overdone. Like everyone wants it because they saw it on Instagram. What are one of those things? I would say Mason jars. (laughs) 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 You know what a Mason jar is? I do. What what do they use it for at a wedding? Like, you know, for like a long time, it's like they put the Mason jar and I don't want to put anyone down, you know, that obviously, by the way, this is not, this is me bullying Kim into giving me answers. Yes. Yeah. So I would say, cause like, they they put them like on a long, like wooden farm table. Okay. Long wooden farm table with like a runner with little baby's breath, like, and like in Mason jars, you'll have like lemonade as like a welcome drink when people arrive to the farm. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, so, so people are using them as cups, glasses. Cups, glasses. But a big thing is like on your cocktail, your, your tall cocktail tables, there'll be a Mason jar. Okay. It's just done with the Mason jar. Okay. I will say on that note, so my cousin just got married and I just want to give them a shout out because they're both like, her husband's a huge creative director and she's also works in, they work in creative fields and they had the greatest thing at their wedding. And look, I haven't been to a wedding in a long time. So not only because of the pandemic, but like all of my friends have gotten married and now I'm out of the wedding circuit. But they had, and I just want to give this idea to people because I was blown away. And you might have seen this, but I don't, I'm curious if you have. They had on the entrance, like when you walked in, they had this very cool like loft building in Brooklyn, like on the water and on the wall, like when you get, you're getting your table number and you're being greeted and you have to show your vaccination card, Uh, a whole other thing. They had a wall. And it had everything from like the blown up from the first tech screenshots of the first text they like their early text oh, combos, never like the, that. their first selfie. It was the greatest so like screenshots of texts he sent his friends after their first date. So you got to see it was like going through a museum of their early days, and it oh, was I so like touching. That. I was like crying in the hallway. So. You guys, that's something I've never seen before. And I thought that was amazing. I think that's really cute. Yeah. I really like that. Tell, I want to hear some other trends. I'm so okay, into well, this. Okay, so when they legalized pot, like under a certain amount of ounces, like yeah. when was a few years ago, 
I should. I just this. thought it was kind of like legal everywhere now, but not illegal. But like, it's in New York State. It's okay. still not legal in New York State. I don't okay, think. but it's you can you won't get arrested for if you are caught with like a certain amount of under a certain amount of ounces. Okay. So this happened like a week before this one wedding I did and the bride and groom rolled up joints and put like five joints in these plexiglass boxes. Okay. Had me put them on each table with the floor, like in front of the floral arrangements. Like as a group, let's all smoke a joint. Let's all like sit around the table. I love that bride and groom, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) They had a very, very cool wedding. I loved their wedding. So that was a trend that I could get on board with. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I've been to a party, a, a nice, really fancy party where one of the, like the gifts at the end, like instead of like a little box of chocolates was a thing of edibles. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you might want to roll that into some of your clients. Kim and I happen to be expert stalkers. (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) To say the least. You give us someone's first name. Initials, just their initials. initials. Give a first initial. We will tell you everything that that person has done since the day they were born. We will find them. We'll find their family. We'll find their friends. No stone is left unturned. We'll create a whole scenario of like this friend and the whole life based on like little pits of information on the internet. Now that brings me to my question. Do you think everyone stalks people on the internet? Like on... Uh, like to the level that we're good at. Do you think everyone has those tools? Yeah. I hate when people are like, how do you know this stuff? I'm oh like, my what God. Do you and mean? when people say to me, like, I just don't do that. Like, I just don't have, I don't think about that. I don't have time. I'm like, okay. So after you go on a date with someone, you don't go home and like figure out who their ex-wife is. Like, what do you mean? You don't have time. Like that's what everyone I know does. who they Venmoed. <laughs> I know who they share a Pinterest board with. Yes. I know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is how quick, like I know about an event they attended in 2010. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you didn't just like, I remember I was like, went on a date. No, I saw someone, like I was talking to someone online and I found out, like, I just knew his first name and the town that he lived in. And within literally minutes, I was able to find out his first and last name, you know, how many kids he had. Like, it's just crazy. Like what you can in, in minutes. In minutes, and then like who's tagged and who's oh, and you go down the rabbit hole, and then you also notice like when they unfollow someone, you're like, oh, maybe they broke up. I have gotten call a call from Kim not once but twice, <laughs> two times, because she was seeing someone. No, no, I wouldn't even call it that. Not, no, she was not. You. Maybe yeah. talking to someone. Yeah, or like had talked to someone. I had a, some things with a few times, but yeah, and literally, and this is someone. I don't know who he is. (laughs) I have never spoken to this man. I don't know who he is. And she will text me and she's like, how do you know? And I'm like, like literally moments after he follows me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, who is it? I I have no idea who that is. And she's like, okay. And then the funniest thing is the same guy. It happened years later. She's like, 
How do you know? <laughs> he must have unfollowed you, then refollowed. He must have unfollowed, refollowed, and I'm like, I have no idea. I've never seen this man. But no I've never one, no one requests you, or you just have it open because of work. I'm public, but it was so funny, and it's not the first time it happened to me. I don't know. And then when you see who they follow, and it's like disgusting, like oh. like friend. What's the, what's that free friends? No, what's that thing that they all do? OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> free friends. <laughs> I'm telling you guys right now, men, if you're listening, if you were dating or just in a relationship or married, <laughs> women will look through who you're following and yeah. discern how disgusting you are based on that list. I mean, I once saw someone who like followed a woman like that showed her feet. So like, obviously they had a feet fetish. I wouldn't date someone ever that when like we matched or something and I looked at their Instagram that they were following like all or women. I, it, it wouldn't happen. I, I just wouldn't happen. Married. I know so many married people who are all they, their whole thing is like following, don't their wives see that that's who they follow? And like, it's hard. yeah, it's a very weird thing. But I once matched with this guy on Hinge and he started following me. And I'm not lying. Minutes later, my friend who's married called me and she's like, how do you know this guy? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, who? Like, and I didn't even know his name really. Like I, she's like, I was like, oh, we matched on Hinge. I have no idea. Like we didn't go out. Like we're not going out. Like I didn't speak to him. And his (laughs) ex-girlfriend saw he started following me. Oh my God. Called her friend to call me and ask the story. I mean, well, that's, that's like a female intuition thing. That's a hundred percent. And by the way, you know what I always say about that stuff? If you're looking there's a reason exactly that you're looking. Yeah. Kim and I are very good at that. Ladies, if you're listening and you have or men and you, you have anyone you want us to investigate in minutes, we will have all the, we should have, we should have an agency. We We should should have have an agency. We're literally better than any FBI agent or a private investigator you can find when it comes to this stuff. Hell we'll do it for free. That's how bored we are. Well, there's been times where I've actually just been in conversation with someone and I've said, like, I remember at like Sylvie's preschool pickup, I was like, wait, didn't you used to work? <laughs> <laughs> like you forget, you know, from your LinkedIn profile, you know, like you forget or you, you forget or you see someone I've seen people like in the Hamptons or someplace. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally know everything about that person. They have no idea who I am, but I know who they were married to. And I'm like, cause you just know from being friends with other, you know, it's just. No, there's times literally I've been out or in a restaurant or something. And I'm like, oh my God, I know who that is. (laughs) And I know everything about them because either I follow them or I've had to do some investigative work or something. (laughs) And I'm like, I hope I don't say like, oh, how was your trip to Jamaica? Right. <laughs> or whatever. Same with the dating apps. I'll walk down the street. I'm like, oh my God, wait, how do I know that guy? Oh, right. He's been on the dating apps for like years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you have to be very careful when you go on a dating app date to yes. not be like, oh yeah, you're from, yeah, you went to da-da-da, <laughs> like you went to Duke. Wesleyan or whatever. <laughs> like you have to be careful not to say that because there's a good chance that- you know it. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. I have a story. Just, I'll tell you quickly. Yeah. So I went on a date with someone and I, of course, I just knew his whole spiel before the date. Yeah. I had to pretend like he was telling me the story that I just already knew because from. <laughs> his... And so the entire time I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I knew that I knew the whole story because he had it on his Facebook page. That so, is too good. 
Yeah. It's, 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 it's such a weird world we live in. <laughs> I did an episode on this already, but I still am amazed every day that people have their Venmo public. Well, yeah, I finally made mine private. I think I have it like public. To did my you friend. just not know that it was public? I didn't know at first. I didn't. And you I were thought- just like, Venmoing for well, tacos I started to all see over other the people's place. public. Like I saw someone had a personal trainer. I'm like, oh, I didn't know she had a personal trainer. Like, all this <laughs> I'm like wait, and she must see like, but meanwhile, my Venmo is so boring. It's like, thanks for helping. Thanks for paying for sushi. Like to, you know, I yeah, have nothing. Everyone is Venmoing for sushi and tacos 24 seven. Those are like the two number one. I, I actually would love to know the Venmo data because I, from my, where I'm sitting, sushi and tacos and I'm just the emojis are like the, the hottest Venmo in town. Yeah. That's um, hilarious. And now like I'm trying not to use it as much, like, because I just don't want people to know. I, I like, I use it. But you Zell. just private it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like nothing's really private. You can say it's private, but yeah. You had a topic that you mentioned oh, about CVS, you, about CVS. And it's so funny you say that because I've, this has crossed my mind, but tell everyone what you, the topic you mentioned to me, right? Before okay. We start so I've just been like obsessing about this recently because when you're online at CVS, they ask you your date of birth, including the year. So one, I played this little game, like, I wonder how old that guy is. I'm like, when they're, when they're about to ask, and then he'll be like, you know, one fifteen ninety three, And I'm like, God, that's the year I graduated from college. Like, how the <laughs> hell you born in 1993? Like, that freaks me out. Like, yeah. Hear- but then, like, they'll say the year I was born, and I'm like, oh, I look better than she does. <laughs> like, oh my anyway, God, that's so- all, these, all these scenarios. And then sometimes, even when they say like my mom's age, I'm like, oh my God, like they they look so much older than my mom. Is my mom really that old? Like, I I don't know. I just you just your mind goes like a million places, but, but I cannot even believe that this is like a thing that they're one allowed to ask and that everyone just blurts it out in public. Like everyone used to be so private about their age. And it's so true. Do you know, it's so funny. There's so many times I've been asked like really personal information in front of (laughs) large long lines at CBS or like at whatever. And I'm just like, and I'll answer, but I, it crosses my mind. And I'm like, what if I didn't want to answer that question Like 10 people behind you in front of 10 people? But like, what if I didn't want to answer that? It's so funny. It's like, they don't, it's It's like like anything goes. Yeah. The whole like privacy stuff just completely goes out the door at CVS. (laughs) Not only that, but they're like, which medication is it? Just call it out. Yeah. They just say the name. They're like, is this you? And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, that's me. And then they say, okay, they say what medication, right? Um, I don't ever remember like the generic brand. <laughs> the name is so long. You have no idea. And then, so you're like, oh, it's the, uh, like you have to say it quietly. Right. You have to say like the brand that everyone knows. It's so weird that they don't, for such a private kind of thing, that they don't have any privacy on that line. No, no, it is. It's it's so funny. I love that you brought that up because that's something that I fully have. It's fully, I fully have noticed. I'm like, this is like a lot of lack of privacy or they're like, and what's your phone number? Have you, yeah. that's another oh, weird yeah. one. Yeah. What's your phone number? And I'm calling it out. And I'm like, I really hope no one's remembering this. 
I remember, I mean, last time I was online, I was like, I have to tell Jenna. Like, I, I just felt like That's this was such a good one. Um, okay, Kim, I can't believe we're out of time. It's, it went very quickly as always when I'm hanging out with you. Is there anything you want to plug before I let you go, uh, that people can find you if they want you to do the day of their, your wedding or anything else you want to share? A wedding coordinator or, a um, you know, help pull thing, everything at the end together for their wedding or their event. You can find me on my Instagram handle, which is at the wedding sitter, like babysitter, but wedding sitter. I love that name. Yeah, it's hokey, but it works. Okay, Kim, thank you so much for being here. Don't go anywhere. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.